We're on a series of lessons, uh, just our Christmas series is all we're calling it. Christ we, we're really a great name for our Christmas series. We're calling it Christmas Series. <laughs> really fancy name. But what we're doing is, is for the four weeks in, in Christmas and then the 31st, we'll, we'll, we'll do something differently. But we're looking at a theme along the, 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 the Gospels of Mark and Luke that depict and talk about the birth of Jesus, the parents who came, who was there, the shepherds, the wise men. We're just picking out a theme and we're building just a thought around it because a lot of times I think what happens this time of year is some different, uh, maybe it's Resurrection Sunday, we kind of get lost in the sense and the wonder of it, uh, of like, well, I've heard that before and like you know like somebody said is there is there another story well the birth of Jesus is pretty powerful that we need to keep hearing about and, and there's all kind of nuances that maybe we overlooked or we just forget and so I want to encourage you as we as we read the scripture again today to just refresh yourself from what it says so you can receive the strength of the Word of God today what we're gonna do is we're gonna we're gonna talk about one thing that the angel actually said to Mary and uh, we're gonna break it down to, uh, we'll go go uh, one one direction and then at the end of the we're well, not really the end of the message the most of the message the meat of the message I'm gonna give you about five or six things that this one thing that the angel said to Mary will do in your life what I'm gonna ask you to do this I'm gonna set you up already I'm gonna ask you to come to the front and come to the altar while the band's playing at the end of the service if what I'm saying resonates with you concerning you needing this in your life. Is that all right? Uh, uh, just because you leave your chair and come up doesn't mean anything's wrong. It's just saying, I want that working in my life. And would to God, it'd be all of us in the room, me included. All right, let's read the scripture. Luke chapter 1, Luke chapter 1, verse 26. Now in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God <clears throat> to a city of Galilee named Nazareth, to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. The virgin's name was, come on, fill in the blank, Mary. And having come in, the angel said to her, come on, read it with me, one, two, three, read, rejoice, highly favored one, the Lord is with you, blessed are you among women. What, what a phenomenal word. I mean, here, here we got a little young girl, you know, theologians say she could be as young as 13, 14 years old. This angel appears to her, didn't ask for it, didn't pray for it, wasn't expecting it. But the angel of God was sent by God to this spe uh, a specific young girl and just comes in, pops himself in the middle of her business. We don't know what she was doing and just says, rejoice, highly favored one. The, the, the Lord is with you. Blessed are you among every other woman. And, and, and went on to say some other things, but we'll just quit there this morning. What I want to talk to you this morning is about this phrase that the angel said to her, highly favored one. The word favor there means graced one, graced one, or honored one, uh, highly favored one, highly graced one, or highly honored one. Today, what we're going to do for the next, you know, 35, 40 minutes or so, we'll talk about the favor of God, the favor of God. Because what I see is this, listen to me, is that Mary's favor is the same as your favor. Mary's favor is the same as your favor. Here, here, here's, here's where the, the, the nuance is, is that she carried Jesus in her womb. Listen to me. You carry Jesus in your spirit or your heart. 
Just the way that she was then going to be filled. Remember what she said, be it unto me according to your word. The spirit of God came on her. The power of the, uh, overshadowed her. And that all, all of a sudden she's got the divine or the immaculate conception right there. She became the mother of the Christ divinely, not by the connection of Joseph, any other man, divine conception that all of a sudden it was in her. How the angel or how God knew that she'd say yes to it. Some people have speculated how many different people did the angel have to go to? We don't know that. That's just speculation. I don't think maybe anybody, but the angel came to her knowing that she would say yes knowing that she was the right person. Of course, prophetically, we know the lineage of, 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 of Joseph. We know prophetically the lineage of Mary and how that all worked together just to, to make the Old Testament be exactly on point to what God was doing in this time, in this hour. He came in the fullness of time. He came at the right time, born of the right family, in the right location, in the right era to, portray, to, to, to signify what God was gonna do in the earth, that God has become man and our sins could be forgiven forever and ever. Somebody say amen, amen, amen. But she carried Jesus in her womb, and we now carry Jesus in our heart or our spirit. And the same grace that she tapped into, that she became highly favored, highly favored. The favor of God, the grace of God working in her that, that chose her apart from herself, apart from her good works. God picked her out. That's the very same favor on your and my life. Now, what I think is important for us to know about this as we start talking about the favor of God, it's this. Mary was highly favored, but was almost put away by her future husband, Joseph. Remember that? Is that Joseph, when he found out, when he, Joseph, when Mary told Joseph, hey, want you to know I'm pregnant. <laughs> And, and, and he got nervous, like, like he knows he wasn't the dad. And, and yet, come on, a woman can't get pregnant by any, anybody else other than, other than a man. Even if our crazy society now says men can have babies, right? Come on, how you know that's some crazy stuff going on? Come on, that's some crazy stuff going on. Uh, so, so, so listen, she was highly favored and her future husband wanted to put her off. And, and an angel came to him in a dream and spoke and said, don't be afraid. Take this woman and, and, and comforted him. And she, she, she was highly favored, we know, but she gave birth to Jesus in the floor of a stable. She was highly favored by God, but after the birth of Jesus, uh, they, they were warned, don't stay here. Go to Egypt, take the child, flee to Egypt, because those are there's those that are going to try to come and kill him. Listen, favor of God many times in your life doesn't look like favor. Doesn't look like favor. But the same favor that was on her life, listen to me, was always on her life. And the same favor on your life will always be on your life. Romans 5, 1 and 2. Look at it. Romans 5. Therefore, having been justified or declared righteous by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we also have access. Check it out. We have, we have peace with the Lord and we have access by faith into this grace in which we stand and rejoice 
in the hope of the glory of God. Don't miss that part. Verse two, we have by faith, by faith, we have access. Your access to God, your faith in God gives you access to the grace of God. One more time. Your faith in God gives you access to the grace of God. Uh, there, there's oil in certain parts of the country, Texas and Oklahoma, different parts of the country that's under the ground. It's there. You can walk on the ground and not even know it's there. But there's some people that own land that will put a well, put a drill down there and will tap into what's already there. Your faith in God taps into his grace. It doesn't necessarily come automatically. It comes by person that knows about it, person that believes it, a person that wants it, a person that desires it. But the grace or the favor of God for your life is always there. It's not circumstantial, meaning if you read enough books of the Bible, if you're just good enough, if all that stuff should happen in our life, but doesn't, doesn't uh, mean that this is working or not working. The minute you say yes to Jesus, you have access to God's grace or to God's undeserved favor. Amen, everybody. Yeah. So this is what we said. I mean, we said a couple times different already, but grace is God's unmerited, unearned, and undeserved favor. That is the definition of grace. And so what you'll see in the Old Testament, you won't see the word grace used very much. You'll see the word favor used in the Old Testament. And in the New Testament, you see the word grace used a whole lot more than the word favor. But these words both mean the same thing. The grace of God is the unearned, unmerited, undeserved favor of God. It's there. It's given to you. It, you don't earn it. You don't work for it. You can't be good enough for it. The favor of God, the grace of God is for you. Listen to me, but you got to believe it. You got you, you to gotta call on it. You got to walk it out in your life when you're giving birth to a baby, so to speak, in the, in, in the floor of a stable. When you're driven from your home to go to Egypt and you don't know anybody there. You don't know why. How come we got to go here, Joseph? Well, an angel told us and God told us and, and there's going to be some bad stuff here. And Herod's going to kill all the boys two years old and under. And God will set you up even though it doesn't look like the favor of God is working in your life many times. Man, again, your faith, your, your faith in God taps into the favor or the grace of God. Your faith in God. I believe. That's why, that's why it's so important. I believe you're good. You're good. Oh, Lord. I believe you're good. I believe you're good. I believe you're gracious. I believe you're benevolent. I believe you're kind. I believe you're generous. I believe you're a healer. I believe you're a provider. I believe you're my shepherd. I believe you're going before me. I, you know you're all wise. You're all know. I know you're working for me. You're working all things out together for my good. Come on, everybody. That faith taps into, come on, that faith taps into this endless supply of his grace or his favor for your life. And the minute you say stuff like, oh, God doesn't love me and I've done something to tap. All of a sudden, that well that could be flowing just stops flowing. It only works to those who work it. Although it's available to everybody. So my prayer for you and everybody in our church and everybody listening on the line would work, would work out. Let the grace of God flow like a mighty river in your life by believing it. Let your faith tap into and access the very grace and 
unmerited favor of God, no matter what it looks like in your life. Amen, everybody? Amen. Man, Psalm 102, I love this. Psalm 102, check it out. Verse 13, you will arise, God, you will arise and have mercy on Zion for this time to favor her. Yes, the set time has come. What a great scripture. Lord, you're going to arise. Lord, you're, you're rising. You're going before us. You're going to have mercy on Zion. The word Zion in the Old Testament speaks of the temple or speaks of the Old Testament Israel. But Zion in the New Testament, we know, speaks of the church, speaks of the people of God, you and me. He tells us again, look at the scripture. You will arise, oh God. You're going to have mercy. Come on, God's mercy. We were singing about it this morning. You'll have mercy on Zion. The set time, come on, the time to favor her, the time to show forth God's favor, his blessing, his goodness in your life is now. Yes, the set time has come. Come on, everybody. You're not under a curse. You can't be cursed. Come on, God's favor's on your life. Come on, no, no matter what's going on in the world, the economy, crazy stuff, not crazy stuff, good stuff, wrong stuff. Come on, God's favors on your life. Don't buy into the don't buy into the lies of society and culture right now. Every day, every why don't you get up this week, all week, and just say, "Thank you, Lord God, the favor of God's on my life." I'm going to walk in the favor of God. I'm going to tap into the favor of God by, by my faith. I'm going to worship you like, like everything's taken care of, like, 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 like that child's coming home, like that person's getting off drugs and, and they're free. Lord, I'm just going to praise you and worship you because your favor is for me. Your favor is for life. He says here that the psalmist said God's time to favor you is now. Now. It's a set time. Now. Come on, right now. Not one day, no. well, you really don't know where I've been. No, no, no. Come on, get your life going. Get your life directed toward God. Repent if you need to repent, but get the word of God alive in your heart again. The time for God to favor you is right now. Right now. And then there are some extraordinary times. There's some of extraordinary times. This set time. Come on, I believe that there's favor always, but then there's some times that God will just blow your socks off, so to speak. Just where you go, man, I'm not, I didn't even ask for that. What are you thinking about that? And you just showed up and did exceeding abundantly above and beyond. Come on, I believe that too. Amen, everybody? Yeah. So, so what we see from the scripture, we could say it about the favor of God is this. Look on the screen. Favor can be described as God's demonstrated delight demonstrated delight that, that that's that's important the gracious kindness of the Lord the demonstrated delight of the Lord the gracious kindness of the Lord where you see the tangible evidence of God's approval so so the favor of God is never on somebody and nobody sees it no the favor of God is where it's on you and people go how did you get that how did you become that how, it's like, like, does God love you better than he loves me? No, but I tell you what I did do. I just started shouting and singing and praising and worshiping and just my faith tapped in and gave me access to what's already available. You want it? Come on, let's start doing it. Let, 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 come on, let's praise God together. Come on, everybody. Let's worship God together. So, so again, we, we, like we see stories in the New Testament, like, like, like Paul and Silas getting whipped with, the, with their backs bleeding, Acts chapter 16 in the Philippian jail for preaching the gospel. And those guys know uh, we still got God's grace. We're still in God's 
favor, God's unmerited, undeserved, you know, favor for us. And so we're just going to start singing and worshiping God. We're going to start praising God. And all the prisoners in that jail cell heard them. And the Bible says God heard them too and shook the whole prison. Come on, everybody's door cells opened up. Everybody, come on. And the prison guard got saved and his family got saved and they got baptized. And come on, a church was planted in Philippi. Come on, what could God do through your life? Come on, in 2024. What could he do in your family, right? It doesn't make it, God's favors on your life. Well, I got turned down for that and I didn't put away from that. Who cares what it looks like? Who cares what's happened? God is working in you. Come on, God is working for you. God is working through you. Come on, everybody. Come on. Have faith in God. Come on, have faith in God. Have faith in God. Your faith gives you, come on, your, your faith gives you access to his grace. <laughs> Man, his undeserved favor. Undes come, on, come on, we could go through a list of all of us and talk about all the bad things we've done and why, why God shouldn't love us. Right? Anybody beside me? Right? Yeah. But, but God says, I don't want to talk about that. I want to talk about now who you are in Christ. I want to talk about who you are because of Jesus. Come on, because he sees us in Christ. Right, everybody? Come on, right, everybody? And so your faith in him, your faith in what he's done, gives you access. Gives you access to the very favor of God. The favor of God. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read stories in the Bible and just say, uh, what, he, what you did for him, you'll do for me. What you did then, you'll do now. Because you're the same yesterday, today, and forever. Is that right? Or, come on, is that Bible? Is that, is that Hebrews 13, 8 or not? Right, everybody? Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, even Jesus, it says this in Luke 2, 52. It says, Jesus increased in wisdom, stature, and in favor with God and favor with man. Now, 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 we know Jesus was a young boy here. And we know that when his mom and dad came to Jerusalem one time, and then they actually left and were going back home. They forgot Jesus. Y'all remember that story? They left Jesus in Jerusalem. And they went looking for him. And he was in the temple, the scripture says, with uh, listening to the, the doctors and the theologians uh, talk about the scripture. And he was, he was reasoning with them. So Jesus was already a student of the word of God at a young age. But the scripture says here that Jesus increased. Listen, so this is, this is messed up theologians for a long time. How could God increase. God knows everything. God, Jesus. But he's not talking about the God part of Jesus. He's talking about the human part of Jesus. That Jesus, as a young boy, in his, in his uh, uh, needing to understand more and more the favor of God, understand the scripture, understand the will of God, that he's growing in, understanding the purpose of God. So listen to me. If Jesus could grow in favor with God and with man, you can too. So listen to me. Let's start, we're ending the year. Let's start a new year believing for supernatural favor. Come on, how's that sound, everybody? Let's believe for supernatural favor. And if you're already working it, let's, let's grow in favor. 
Let, let, let's let it grow. Come on, maybe it's just a little, little plant now. Let, let's let it grow into a mighty tree that we've got more favor working in our life and it just spills over for our family. It's not just for you, it's for other people as well. So let's look at several things that the favor of God will do in your life. Several things the favor of God that the scripture says will do in your individual life. Get ready to write some notes down. Number one, favor works. Come on, say that with me. Favor just works. Uh, so here's what I mean, is that there's favor on your life that's attached or connected to the call of God on your life. One more time. There's favor on your life that's attached or connected to the call of God on your life. Genesis 39, 21 speaks of Joseph. And it says, but the Lord was with Joseph, notice that, with Joseph, and showed him mercy and gave him favor. Come on, be shout, shout favor, gave him favor. Favor in the sight of the keeper of the prison. Now, if you know the story of Joseph uh, in, in the Old Testament, the book of Genesis, is that the Bible says that he had a dream and he dreamed this dream. He, hey, come on, the Bible says that his daddy loved him and gave him a coat of many colors and, and he dreamed this dream and, and he dreamed that the, that the stars and the moon were, were bowing down to him and, 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 and then he knew that this was, this was my brothers and my mom and dad bowing down to me and, he, and then he dreamed a dream about these sheaves which is all, all the, the hay and all, you know, all bundled up and these big things bowing down to him and he said, I know, gave him, God gave him revelation and this is your family bowing down to you. And, and evidently, he, he told his family. He told mom and dad and he told his brothers. And not about you, but if my brother says, come on, one day I'm going to bow down to you, we got fisticuffs going on. Come on, everybody. They hated him, the Bible says. They hated him. And so when he was out one time with them, he actually called them. The brothers called him, Joseph to him and, and, and beat him up and whooped him up a little bit and put him in a dry cistern or a dry well so that he would just be there by himself to die. They were going to let him die. Well, one of the brothers didn't want that, and so he actually came to try to get him out of that well. And when he came to get him out of the well, he realized he had already been taken out of the well and he had been sold as a slave to a bunch of rovers that were Midianites that were going on their, on their tracking journey. And they came to a town and he was actually bought by a guy named Potiphar as a slave. But the scripture says from the time he was given this, this dream, the favor of God was working on his life. So I'm going to tell you again, listen to me, favor doesn't always look like favor. It doesn't seem like it shows up every day, but you got to believe I have access to God's favor. The scripture says, again, he was in a foreign land and he was, he was you know, working with Potiphar. And Potiphar, the, the declaration of him, Potiphar, he said, anything that I gave to Joseph, he did it well. He, he ran everything under Potiphar. And Potiphar put him in charge. You know the story that Potiphar's wife kind of made eyes with him and tried to sleep with him. And he resisted and ran out of the house. And she grabbed his cloak and she said he tried to rape me. And so Potiphar couldn't believe it, but threw him in jail. While he's in jail for two years, the grace of God. God is still working while he's in prison, while he's in jail. And these couple of brothers, the butcher and the baker, have a dream, and Joseph interprets his dream. Why? Because on your life, the favor of God is connected to the assignment of God on your life. 
I can interpret dreams. God's graced me. He's given a blessing to me. I can make money for the kingdom of God. I don't care if interest rates are going up. I don't care what business do try to jack me up and try to rip me off and defund my whatever. I've got grace on my life to make money for the kingdom of God. I got grace on my life to be a dad. I got grace on my life to be a mom. I got grace on my life to be to work in the healthcare system. I have answers to problems. God's grace is on my life. His favor is on my life. Can somebody say amen? Man. So Joseph just keeps rising up in leadership position. He interprets the dream, and you know, then Pharaoh heard about it when he had a dream. And guess who they call? Joseph. And Joseph tells him what's going on. He says, listen, you had this dream and here's what's going on. There's going to be seven years of, of disaster followed by seven years, or excuse me, seven years of plenty followed by seven years of disaster. What you got to do is in the seven good years, store up 20%. Because listen to me, it's not always going to be this good. And sure enough, exactly what happened, happened. And his brothers came and then his father came. And everybody bowed down to him, not knowing who he was. Here's what we know. Listen to me. God's favor always elevates you. Believe it. It'll get you out of the prison. It'll get you out of the jail. It'll get you out of the cistern. It'll get you out of that well. It'll get you out of that bad relationship. God's favor always elevates you. Psalm 30 says that God's favor lasts a lot, a lifetime. God's favor lasts a lifetime. Listen to me. Don't be moved by your current situation or circumstances. Come on, say it with me. God's favor's on my life. Come on, God, come on. Come on, God's favor's on my life. Secondly, God's favor, favor draws. Favor draws, meaning this. Favor draws other people to you. Listen to me. Don't worry. Don't be concerned if no one sees you right now. Listen to me. Favor will draw people to you. Favor will draw the contract to you. Favor will draw the business to you. Favor will draw the idea to you. Favor brings to you what God wants you to have. Listen to me. So don't be, don't be nervous of what's going on right now. The scripture says this in James 4. Draw near to God. Draw close to God. And God will draw near or draw close to you. Come on. I, I, I believe in networking. If you're in business or whatever and you network, network. But listen to me. Can I tell you what you need to do before you network? You need to God work. Come on, somebody. You need to God work. You need to spend time with God. You need to draw near to God. You need to buy faith. You need to have access and tap into God's grace, his favor over your life. And that will cause network to start happening in your life. I'm not going to do it by the flesh. I'm not going to try to make my own way. I'm not going to try to, you know, shinny up to somebody to try to get their favor in my life. No, I'm going to I'm going to work out what I need in my quiet place with God. And God's going to go before me. Can you? say amen everybody check this out in first samuel chapter 16 this is about david y'all heard about david before it says then saul sent to jesse this is king saul come on he, he he's gotten he's in some trouble god's spirit's leaving him and left him and he, he he's got this wicked spirit this demonic spirit that keeps messing with him and it says this that saul saul sent to jesse jesse's david's dad and said please let david stand before me because he's found favor in my sight 
He's found favor in my sight. Now, now go back with go back with David. Look at Joseph. He was he, his brothers are all trying to kill him. What's going on with David? He was overlooked by his brothers. He was overlooked by his dad. When the prophet Samuel came to town and the whole city was moved, the prophet said, I'm looking to anoint the next king. And it's going to be from Jesse's house. And so Jesse got all the other five big brothers, strapping guys, look like Hulk Hogan. They're cool. They got that cool, cool skin like some of my Hispanic brothers. They were glowing in the dark. Come on, they were look, look, looking all good. Got it all happening. And, and, and the, the Spirit of God told the prophet, that ain't the one, that ain't the one, that ain't the one, that ain't the one, that ain't the one. And, and he said, he said to dad, Jesse, is, is there, is there anybody else? And he said, well, you got this little 17 year old, you know, freckled head kid outside watching the sheep. He said, bring him in. And sure enough, he was chosen to be the next king. Amen. Favor draws. Favor drew the prophet to David. Favor. Listen to me. You're never outside of God getting you what you need to get. Whatever how you're going to say that, whatever you say that. God will get you whatever you need to be gotten. That doesn't make sense, but you get what I'm talking about. Let's say it this way. God's favor will find you. Come on, does that sound better? God's, come on, God's favor will find you. I don't care where you're at. I don't care how long you've been there. I don't care what it looks like right now. Shake yourself from all your circumstances and just realize I'm going to have faith in God, in his unmerited favor working in my life, and God's going to get the glory. Amen, everybody? Amen. So the scripture tells us with this story is that when the Spirit of God left King Saul, it says that David was actually called to play his harp and soothe, soothe the king. So what's interesting, the, the, the servant, a servant actually told King Saul this and said this, I've seen David, he's skilled in playing this, this instrument. He's skilled. Somebody, listen to me, somebody is looking at you right now. Somebody's watching you right now. Somebody's not watching you while you're doing what you're doing uh, and, and try to be seen by men because nobody could see this. Nobody saw David. David didn't think anybody was seeing him. But the scripture says, I've seen this brother. I've seen this brother. So listen. What we see in the New Testament with Jesus, what he talked about prayer, is working in the Old Testament right here. Listen, what David did in secret, God caused to be seen in public. You want the favor of God working in your life? Start spending time with God. Start saying, come on, like we sang this morning, come on, get the fire of God working in you in your own private life. Come on, get, get your face in the Word of God. Get, get, come on, get, get some prayer going. Get around the saints of God. Come on, start, start declaring who God is. Start, start talking about it. What's going to happen is God's going to start drawing people to you. God's going to start drawing what you need in your life. Come on, as you tap into, come on, everybody, the grace of God, the unmerited favor of God in your life. Thirdly, what we see here in the Old Testament is that favor remunerates. Remunerates might not be a word that you know, but remunerate means bring payment, bring payment of a wrong. Faith or favor, your faith in God, in the favor of God, will, will bring remuneration in your life. What are you talking about? Remember over Exodus chapter 3, verse 21. Check it out. Uh, the, the nation of Israel has been in bondage for 430 years, enslaved under Pharaoh. Enslaved under Pharaoh. Exodus 3.21 says this. And I will give the people favor in the sight of the Egyptians 
and it will be when they go out, they will not go out empty handed. I'm going to give them favor. Come on, everybody. I'm going to give the people of God that have been in bondage for 430 years. I am going to give them favor in the sight of the Egyptians. And we know what happened when they were getting ready to go out. The Bible says God told them, you go to those Egyptians and you tell them to give you all their stuff. Give them the gold. Come on, somebody. Give, come on. They've been down to Neiman Marcus. Tell them to give me all that jewelry. Come on, everybody. G give me all that stuff. We're going to go out into the wilderness and we're going to worship the Lord. The Bible says they wanted them out after those 10 plagues so bad they gave them everything they asked for. I'm not talking about people in the world going to give you stuff that could happen but that's not what I'm talking about I'm just saying you have faith in God and the favor of God is going to pay you for when the devil has tried to jack you up have you been wrong have you been stolen from have you been overlooked by bosses have you been kept locked out kept down uh, suppressed if you will uh, listen to me if that's you right now believe for the favor of God believe for the favor of God that remuneration is going to come to me come on everybody God's going to pay me God come on, I'm going to trust God to make it up don't make a difference what man's done uh, you know there's some situations over the course of 35 40 years almost preaching that we've had people in church that that family members have just left them out of the will you know, like, like just said, no, you're not going to get stuff. I'm, we're just going to leave you out. And just awful stuff that goes on in family when a loved one dies. Listen to me. Uh, who cares? Listen, who cares? Who cares what the family decides to do? I have faith in God. My faith in God is going to give me access to God's favor. Access to God's favor. And there's a scripture, I love this scripture, and it gets twisted sometimes, but it's over in 2 Corinthians. I, don't, I haven't got on the screen for you, but listen to me. Paul writes to the church, and he's talking about, in chapter 8 and 9 of Corinthians, and he's talking about generosity and giving. And he says this, For you know of the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, grace, divine favor, that though he was rich, for your sake became poor, that you, through his poverty, might be made rich. Rich just simply means abundantly supplied, abundantly supplied and taken care of. So I don't care what goes on in the economy. I don't care what goes on that the boss is trying to keep me down and steal from me or, or, or not let me advance. I don't care what goes on in the family with inheritance or whatever. I am going to believe God for the favor of God. Anybody like that this morning? Yeah, yeah, yeah. A couple more here. Favor elevates favor elevates somebody said this the favor of God just isn't fair <laughs> it, 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 it goes beyond what you what, what people think you should get it's just not fair but it's for all of God's children in Esther it says three times in the book of Esther we'll look at a couple of these this morning maybe in Esther chapter 2, remember that Esther was an orphan girl. And Esther, Esther had, a, had a, an uncle, I guess it was his uncle, Mordecai. And, and, and Mordecai, Mordecai was then hated by Haman. We'll talk about that in just a minute. Wanted to kill him. But she was a Jew living in a non-Jewish society. And she kept her Jewishness quiet to herself. But, 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 but favor elevates you. Favor elevates you. Favor puts you in the right place at the right time, regardless if anybody wants you there or not. Favor just all of a sudden 
Get your head above the crowd. Causes somebody to see you that hadn't seen you before. Causes stuff to work for you that hadn't worked for you before. The favor of God. Uh, Mary, highly favored one. She didn't ask for it. Chosen by God. Every one of us have been chosen by God to operate in the favor of God. Esther chapter 2, verse 17. The king loved Esther more than all the other women. If you know the story, the, the, the king had a wife named Vashti. He got sideways with her and said, you're out. I'm getting me another girl. So come on. They said, go into all the land. Pick me out all the pretty girls. Bring them here. I'm going to choose one of them. And Esther happened to be one of the beautiful women that was chosen to come to be part of, uh, of the selection committee, if you will. And it says this, the king loved Esther more than all the other women. Check it out. She obtained grace and favor. The word favor there actually means mercy. The word grace there actually means favor. So she obtained favor and mercy in the, his sight more than all the other virgins. She didn't ask for it. She didn't pray for it. She was just chosen by these guys, set up by God to be a deliverer later on for a wicked plot from a wicked man. The favor of God will go before you. She obtained the royal crown on her head. And, and, and the Bible says that, that the king made her, instead of Ashti, made her the queen. Listen to me. There's stuff that will go on in your life as you go, how did I get here? How did that happen in my life? The favor of God. The favor of God. God set her up. Listen to me. I just think about this all week. This could be sound so kind of corny and all this, but listen to me. When God sets you up, you have to step it up. And I just sense with my heart as we wind down a year and we come into a new year that God's getting ready to set many of you up. And it might look like, I've never been a queen before. Like, duh, I, 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 I'm, I'm over here and I've never led this and I've never, I've never, I've never been involved or in charge of this and, and I don't know exactly what to do. God is setting you up with favor. Come on, favor, favor. Come on, his divine approval working in your life. Come on, evident for people to see his gracious kindness. Don't be afraid. Step into it because God's anointing on your life will tap into his favor for your life. Amen. What I know, and I've seen it, and you've probably seen it too, is that more is always asked of a person who walks in God's favor because they just get things done. Somebody said, if you ever want to get anything done, find a busy person. Find somebody already working. Find somebody already working the grace, working the favor that's on their life. And, and so we'll just, huh, Lord, please, please give me, Lord, give me some favor. God's saying, I already gave you favor. I, I wish that your faith, which will work things and get busy doing what I've graced you to do, would begin working in your life so you could tap into more of my divine favor. Amen. Favor elevates. Come on, say that with me. Favor elevates. Anybody get anything this morning? Come on. Let's go just two more real quick. Favor number, whatever number it is. There we go. Favor reverses. Favor reverses. Favor reverses things. Um, let's read this one more from, from the book of Esther. Uh, I mentioned a moment ago that, that Mordecai, uh, remember the story that, that, that Mordecai was a Jew and, and the uh, other 
other uh, men that, that were in the kingdom. They hated him, Haman in particular, because uh, he didn't bow down to him. Haman was, was elevated, and, and, and he didn't bow down to him. And so he said, I'm going to kill this guy. And so Haman actually had a plot to go out through all the land. He sent it and, and had the king actually sign a decree. He signed a decree, stamped with his signet ring, and said, and said all the Jews are going to be annihilated. We, we, we've had this theme, you know, since um, uh, uh, Hamas has invaded Israel that we've, I've talked to you about many, many different times. The plot to annihilate the Jews has always been in the earth since the fall of man. Since the fall of man. Satan has desired to kill all the Jews. Here it is again. And so Esther... This is after Haman actually built a gallows to kill Mordecai. And Esther found out about it, of course, we know, from Mordecai. And she told the king. The king, we don't talk about it, but the king actually, no one could see the king unless the king invited them to come see him. You couldn't just barge in on the king, even if he was your husband. And so the scripture says that she actually, <clears throat> she actually did that. She barged in the king. The scripture says the king saw her and put out his golden scepter and said, come on, come on in here. She obtained favor from the king, risked her life. Favor will do some crazy stuff. It'll do some crazy stuff. Well, she goes to the king. She says, you know, this guy wants to annihilate all the Jews. And, um, uh, and he's actually made a gallow. She, she had a party for him and the plot was found out. And Haman was actually killed on the gallow he made to kill Mordecai. How many know God will just reverse things? Come on, everybody. God will just reverse things. Well, here again, it says that these, this, this letter was written. This was, this was like law. It's gone through Congress, the Senate. <laughs> Come on, the president signed off on it. It's law. It says, if it pleases the king, Esther 8, 5. And if I found favor, come on, we say favor. Favor in your sight. And this thing seems right to you, to the king. I'm pleasing in your eyes. Let it be written to, to revoke the letters that, 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 that this, divise, you know, this divisive Haman has given. That, that he wrote to annihilate all the Jews in the king's province. Let, let this letter, let this ordinance, let this law be reversed. Man. Man. I don't care what's been spoken over you, what's been written over you. I don't care how long whatever's been going on in your life has been going on. What if you, if you will symbolically that the devil would hold up a piece of paper and say, this is who you're always going to be. Let me tell you what, the favor of God, the favor of God that taps into, that taps into the power of God will cause all those things to be reversed. I don't care how long the condition's been going on. I don't care what's been in your family lineage, all the sickness all the addiction no 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 it gets reversed in my life and my family uh, when, when, when you start hearing stuff like this like like you know maybe in the work situation um we, we've we've never done anything like this before but but you know favor god's working for you we've we've always done stuff like this but, but, favor God's working. 
years ago when Kimber and I were in Canada, about three years after we were living in Canada, we would always have to go to the border and renew every three months our, our visa. We had a three-month working visa. Well, we wanted to be landed immigrants up there, landed residents, not immigrants, landed residents. Uh, we could do everything but vote. Uh, we wanted that, access to everything. And so um, to do that, we had to not apply for citizenship, but called landed status. And so we actually threw a whole bunch of paperwork and all, sent it off to the Canadian consulate in Seattle. So we were living in British Columbia toward the Rockies of Alberta. So we drove eight hours, everything was all set up. We had two kids at the time. And I had a meeting at the consulate downtown Seattle. We had stacks of paperwork that we'd already sent to them. I had copies and I'm sitting in a desk. You know, the guy said it was only gonna be about 30 minutes. He starts interviewing me, talking to me. He says, what do you do? I told him I'm a pastor. How long you been in trail, trail British Columbia, told him how long. And he starts looking through my paperwork. And, and have you ever been in one of those meetings where people just start doing this, looking at the paperwork and kind of like looking at you over their glasses? And they're not saying anything. And I'm kind of going, oh, Jesus, help me up in here, Jesus. Come on, anybody like that? Everybody in that meeting? Help me up in here, Jesus. Come on, you go for the loan and the guy starts going, you know, oh, help me here. And so he says, um, uh, well, um, where, where did you go? Where did you go to uh, uh, seminary school? And I said, well, I really didn't go to seminary. I went to a Bible college, Rainbow Bible College in, in Oklahoma. I said, I went to four years of university in Tennessee, East Tennessee State University. And he says, uh, and he's doing this, and he's, and he, so he says, uh, so, so you don't have a degree from a seminary? And then he looks and he stops and he takes the paperwork and he shuts it all up just like this. He gets behind his desk and he stands up and he says, Mr. Isbell, do you know how many people are trying to come into Canada to get our health coverage and to get our benefits and to have a better life? We have an overrun of people. And if you do not have a degree, if you don't have credit from a college university, you're going to have to leave and leave the country. I'm in this little chair. And I'm probably 31 years old at that time. And my little legs were shaking. And there might have been a puddle under the seat. I don't know. I didn't check. I'm just trying to give you the picture. And I'm just under my breath going, God, you're going to have to help me right now. And so I said, well, you know, you must not understand. I said, I went to Bible school for two years and I've been a pastor in, in, in Trail, this little town, you know, for, all, for three years. And um, I, I moved my family up here and God's doing some great stuff there. And, and, and when I was in Bible school, I, I, I had classes that weren't just Bible stuff, but they were about marriages and about, about, about helping families get restored back in the reunion with one another and, and I just kind of talked for a few minutes and he's by the door listen get the picture he opened the door he, he's by the door he, he opened the door Kimberly's downstairs with the kids drinking a latte I'm up here sweating for Jesus come on somebody he listen to me he shut the door and he said oh why didn't you tell me 
He walks over to his desk, he sits down, and gets with that stamp. He said, you should have your landed status in six weeks. And I, I, I got up, I don't know what happened. I got up, I said, thank you. I went out, I was pressing the elevator, I'm like this. I went downstairs and Kimberly's down there and, and she said, what happened? Don't say anything. I grabbed her, grabbed the kids. We ran out of the consulate. Come on, everybody. It's like that brother ain't changing his mind right now. Come on. Listen, I believe the favor of God reversed some things for me. Reverse some things for me. Reverse some things for me. What does God want to reverse for you this year going on right now in your life? Come on, what's God want to reverse? What's He want to do for you? Come on, all over the room. Come on, stand up. Would you do that? All over the room. Come on, let's just lift our hands. Let's lift our hands, everybody. Father God, we're just going to, we're, we're, we're asking you that we tap into the favor of God right now. Come on, let, let, let your faith tap into the favor of God right now. Where do you need God's favor? Come on, where, where, is it in your family? Come on, is it in a business deal going sideways? What do you need reversed? Uh, that, that, that you've been overlooked. You just, you, 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 come on, you need God. It's like, I, I need somebody to see me. I'm, I'm out here doing this and it's like nothing's going on. I feel like, I'm, I feel like I'm, I'm deserted by God. It doesn't look like it's working for me. Come on, all over the room, they're gonna sing a song. I'm gonna ask you just to come up right here. Come up to the altar. It's just like, I need the favor of God working in my life in just a new way. Come on, as they sing this right now. Come on, just sing it with me.